Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's your boy Cole, and today we're here for Outside the Box Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, October 6th, and uh, this is the second podcast of the week. We did one on Monday. This one is on Wednesday, obviously. And uh, Monday's podcast was really heavily centered around the MLB, as me and Joe gave our playoff predictions and our award predictions, and we compared them to how we did in the preseason podcast. Today's episode, on the other hand, we're going to be talking a lot of football. We're going to be giving our game four over, or review of NFL week four and then our overview for week five and our predictions on what we think is going to happen. Normally, we have Zach on the podcast, but unfortunately, we believe he is asleep. So it's just going to be me and Joe for tonight. Now, before we get into our picks for the NFL, I uh, want to dabble a little into the MLB. Uh, AL wildcard game was last night. First playoff game of 2021. Um, it was good to see the fans back. It was fun. Uh, so, Joe, you had the Yankees win in this one. I had Boston. I thought they were going to play well into the home crowd, and uh, they definitely did. What was the final score? 6-1? 6-2. 6-2. Stanton did have the late home run in the she had three. So, yeah, Stanton played great. Um, but a thing I mentioned was that uh, – I mentioned earlier was that it was really smart for them to start Evaldi, who's still a very solid pitcher. But I would argue that he is third in their rotation. You still got your top two guys in Chris Sale and Rodriguez. Both of them are lefties, uh, and they're probably going to be your games one and two starters in uh, Tropicana Field out there in Tampa. And that series starts Thursday, I believe. Yes. No, that starts tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Man, I love playoff baseball. So tomorrow, so tonight and last night was the wild card game. So right now we got Cardinals Dodgers going. That's still a one-one game, right? Yep, one-one. Bottom six, first and second, two outs. So Joe's going to be giving us some updates of what's going on throughout the uh, throughout the podcast. Um, but I think the reason why they went Evaldi, which is kind of obvious, is that the Yankees have such a righty-heavy lineup. You've got Stanton and Judge are basically like their main guys. Glaber Torres, who has regressed, I feel like, definitely. Luke Voigt was out of the lineup. They, they evened it up with Riz, which paid off because Riz was one of the lone stars in that game for the Yankees. I feel like him and Stanton were the only guys putting the put to, putting together good at bats at the plate. And then uh for Boston, Xander Bogarts, man, really clutched up. I'm big fan of his. Uh it'll be interesting to see how they play against Tampa. So I had this matchup in the ALDS. I did have Tampa winning like like most people should. But if if uh Boston could put together a, a an offensive performance like they did in the wild card game, they gave Tampa a run for their money, I have to say. Uh, but for this one, Joe, so Joe, both of our picks for the wildcard games, we, we, we were different. So I'm one to own your own one. So the Dodgers win tonight. I'll have both my wildcard picks right. You'll have both ears wrong. I, I'm a big fan of that. I'm on score watch right now, too. I said Cardinals 2-1. to one. Really? Yeah, so you thought it was going to be a pitcher's duel. Justin Turner smacked a home run off of Wainwright. I like to see that. Didn't they say Wainwright was 40? Yes. Yep. That's crazy, man. Um. Still getting it done. He's got to be done sometime soon. But I feel like he – oh, voice crack. Oh, that was close. <laughs> what, the voice crack or what? <laughs> oh, no, Polly could have ball in front of the plate. The pitcher fielded the bunt – oh, fielded the swinging bunt. Almost oh, so threw it at Pollock's back with Goldschmidt, the gold glove over there. Did you just not hear that? I'm kind of happy to hear I saw that. I heard, oh, I heard oh. that. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Um, I lost my train. Oh. oh, man, if you see that play, that might have been one of the best plays I've See Goldschmidt make holy crap! He's up for MVP and Gold Glove. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a good season. Um, but Wainwright was so dominant, like in the 
late 2000s, early 2010s when, when the Cardinals won that world, like specifically when they won, they won the World Series in 2011. And in 2006, I still think he was on the roster then. But I feel like his career really took a step back, like in the mid-2000, like probably mid to late 2010s. But I feel like in 2019, 2020, and then now, he's been killing for the Cardinals as time's gone on. And it's interesting to see. Do you think he was using sticky stuff? I mean, they say a lot of the guys were. But I feel like even with the, the MLB cracking down on it, he's been one of the most successful pitchers in the league. So maybe he didn't do it as much as other guys, or maybe he didn't do it at all. Well, I think with Wainwright, it was just some of the mechanical things. He always had that four or five good starts per season that he went deep into a game, nine, like through a complete game shutout. And like, yeah, he was he always the guy you thought was going to throw a no-hitter because yeah. of his longevity. Um, so tomorrow night's two games, correct? They'll probably have like an afternoon and then a night. So we got... I think Sox and Houston, right? Sox and Houston are at night, I believe. So it's just both the AL? Yeah, you got... Uh, White Sox and Astros are at... I think that's like a noon game, I swear. It's like a one. One of them's at one. All right, we... Yeah, all right, so White Sox and Astros are at four. Red Sox and Rays are at eight. Say that again? Sorry, I had to Sox. take a sip of my water. White Sox and Astros are at three, and Red Sox and Rays are at seven. Oh, you said Astros, and you said it sounded like Nationals. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but getting into our NFL game picks, I'd like to go over our standings before we do. Uh, I thought I was going to go – I thought I was going to shoot up to the top, which I had a decent week, 10 and 6, but uh, Joe's still at the top spot. Overall record of 40 and 24. Pretty solid from Jay. It was such a brutal start at five and eleven. <laughs> that's still that's going to get talked about for the rest of the year. I hope you know that. But I also will have the best record. Nobody will beat fourteen and two. Oh well, I mean, I the there's bye weeks coming up next week. Next week bye starts. Yeah. So it's, no one. It's going to be hard to beat fourteen and two. Um. When, so Joe went eleven and five last week. So he kind of uh made his lead lead uh, even larger for that top spot. Me and Chiggs both went ten and six, so he's thirty eight and twenty six, and I'm at the bottom at thirty six and twenty eight. I gotta step it up. Um, I got my lock of the week correct. It was a close one. The brigade won it late against Atlanta. <laughs> I did not get my lock right. The Jets bit me in the ass. Oh, I would. I forgot about that because I was like, yeah, you don't, you can't. Or I, I'm two for. I'm two for two in lock of the week. Two for two. You mean two and two? Two and two. Yeah. Who who else did you take an L on? Uh, the Ravens and Chiefs. You can't oh. bet against Lamar. Uh, oh, uh, Chris Taylor has entered the game for AJ Pollock, who got hurt running to first on that play. Chris he got close lined uh, pretty much by Goldschmidt. He was an All Star. I'm surprised they didn't have him starting. Yeah, I've Pollock bet 300 though this year, and then I didn't realize Blake Trinan just came in the game. He had ERA of 1.99 this year. In 72 games. He was pretty good with the A's. He's, I feel like I haven't heard his name being He's said in a few seasons. He's pitching right now, so should see what happens here. But Connor's got top of the order up. That is good to see. Strike three. All right. <laughs> uh, lock of the week, three and one. The only one I got wrong was Seattle and Minnesota. That kind of stuff. Oh, upset of the week. I lost that one again. I thought the Lions were going to beat the Bears, but Fields went off. I'll get into that a little bit later. So I'm one and three there. I'm not too worried about upset of the week, but uh, it's nice to get some wins there. Let's talk about 
that Thursday night game, Rams against the Seahawks. Um, I have the Rams taking this one 34-17. They took a fat L to Arizona, and I can't see McVay doing that again, losing twice in a row. I mean, sure, it's been done, but I feel like this season, that team has a whole different type of swagger going with them now that they have, like, a semi-decent QB. And I think that this, this game is being played in Seattle, so the fans might play a difference. Might be a little chillier than uh, L.A. because we're getting into the middle of October, so the weather's getting it's going to be play a decent factor because if you're a team like the the Texans and you're up playing and well especially well Buffalo is still probably decently warm but let's say that game took place in December Houston's probably not going to be used to that that weather so that might play a difference probably not in October more so in the later weeks uh, I still think the Rams take this one by 17 so I think they win by three possessions um, Chigs isn't here to make his, his player picks so if I were to make a a good player pick I think. Uh, I think Henderson's going to run it down Seattle's throat. Um, and then if I were to pick a good player for Seattle, I would say probably Tyler Lockett. I think he's going to make a big impact in this one. Uh, I, I don't think we see the best game from the uh, the, the Seattle defense, and I think that's going to be the X factor for this one. So I think Rams advance to 4-1. and one. Um, I have this at my game of the week. Uh so we're in Seattle, obviously. Uh, Chiggs probably does have Seattle over Rams, but I do not. I have the Rams winning this game with 27-24 of a Matt Gay game-winning field goal. Uh, so with with the Rams over the Seahawks, I mean, you got Stafford playing really well right now. And then, I mean, Russ is playing pretty decent. But the Rams are, I still think, the best team in the league. So I got them over the Seahawks tonight. Or tomorrow night. So you have this. That one is your game of the week. This one, I have my game of the week. It's going to be an 8.30 start time for those of you living in the central time zone. Even earlier, if you're on the East Coast, it's going to be a 7.30 start time for Jets and Falcons. This is going to be my game of the week. Now, normally, uh, the London games, they have teams that, like, are popular there. And I feel like the most popular teams, I think I was looking at this somewhere, it's the, the Jets, which is odd. The the um it's not the Falcons the Jets the Dolphins the Jaguars and the Patriots which I think let's say you're a fan in England getting into football you're probably gonna start liking the Patriots and Packers because they had won all those rings with Tom Brady which while we're talking about him just shout out to him he's doing wonderful things down there in Tampa Bay uh just one in Gillette Stadium I know you saw that Joe that was a fantastic game yep fantastic. Uh, but just some notable accolades within the past, like, year, honestly. He, he won the Super Bowl as the oldest player in the NFL, which is a feat in and of itself. Shout out. Um, he won the Super Bowl uh, the year after departing from his long and successful run uh, up at Gillette Stadium with the Patriots. And uh, it was the first ever time that the stadium that he played at also aligned with the Super Bowl stadium, which is pretty crazy to see. That's never been done before. So all those things aligned for quite a footnote in history. But you also you have to just you have to remember him. Give a quick shout because I would be remiss not to to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's a great young quarterback, Joe. We were talking about him. He's number one, I guess, for MVP voting uh, or something like up, that for ESPN uh, guesses for later in the year. But he put up a stellar performance against Philadelphia last week. Looking to recreate that again uh, for future games. Uh, uh, Andy Reid runs a tight ship over there. And uh, it's going to be fun to see those two face off, hopefully, before Brady retires. But I feel like that guy never ages. He's going to keep going. So just shout out to him. He's awesome. Um, 
but back to this London game, I think it's going to be a good one. 8.30 start time, first of the year. Uh, I think the Jets win this one, 24-23. I think the Zach Wilson of old is no more. I think the new Zach Wilson, he's here. He's got his swagger after his first NFL win. And I think um, we're going to see a different type of football being played um, in London that, than what we've seen him play. I know the Falcons have – well, they won against New York, put up a great fight against the Brigade last week. Um, I think they're going to put up a good fight this week against the Jets because they are the Jets, I have to admit. Their defense isn't the best. Um, they, they did lose Mekhi Becton, so that might, that might be a tough L for them. A little mini L. I think they're going to get the, the big W uh, when it all is said and done. Um, I, I hope Cordero Patterson does well. He's on the fantasy team. I'm, I'm kind of rolling the dice on him because I feel like I've sat him all these weeks. He's done really well. And I feel like the one week he's not going to do well is going to be the week I start him. Um, if I were to give my good game, my, my player of the game award for this one, I'm just going to give it to the QB himself, Zach Wilson. I think he throws for he, – he's throwing an interception in every game, right? Yep. I think his first game we're going to see zero interception game from Zach Wilson as he leads his team – to uh, their second win of the year. Uh, so, like you said, first London game of the year. You got uh, Falcons and Jets. Not really an exciting game. Uh, Both teams but, are one and three, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I got uh, Falcons winning this game. Just because the Jets suck. It was a fluke game. Uh, they just hung in there with the Titans. And, I mean, that's what happens when uh, – the. Uh, what's the word I want to use here? I want to use something smart. Uh, Don't mess gra- it up here. Degrade- degrading off a defense, so uh, decent. I'll give that like a B well, plus. Yeah, B plus there. But uh, so yeah, Falcons over Jets. Uh, I'm gonna have this one 24 to 10. I think Zach Wilson throws for two or three interceptions again. Wow. Uh, but uh, it, the thing is, I just. It was. I think it was just one of those games where it's like, oh, oh my god, we're still in this. We're still in this. A good team is actually sucking right now. Oh my god. Oh my god. And like the adrenaline kicked in. So that's what happened. So speaking of a team sucking, we got Houston against New England here, and I think the Texans get shut out for their second week in a row as they lose to another AFC East team. This is gonna be my lock of the week. Actually, I think New England takes this one twenty-seven to zip. Um, Mac Jones looks solid. Uh, I feel like he's he he played. He played above average, but I feel like everyone on social media is like, "Oh my god, he played so good." He's like, I think Patriots are one and three if I'm not if I'm not wrong, right? Uh, yeah, the press that that's actually crazy. He's he's one and three. He's a rookie quarterback, so it's understandable. But everyone's acting like he's the next coming of Jesus, which he's played fine, and he played well. He competed against Tom Brady, New England, which Tom Brady didn't even. They're throw two for a missed touchdown. field goals away from being three and one potentially. That is a good point. So maybe my perception would be very different on him. Uh, but it, at the end of the day, a win is a win and a loss is a loss. You can't un, undo the past. Yep. Um, and I think winning games is what matters most. I know you like to see the progress from him. Um, but I feel like he's becoming – everyone's like, oh, my God, this guy's so underrated. We saw that kind of the flip thing happen with Bryce Harper. Everyone said he's overrated, that he became underrated. It's vice versa here for uh, for Mac Jones. He's Everyone's saying he's so underrated. That is becoming too popular and too overrated. I, I still don't think he's becoming that popular. I think he's just right where he needs to be, and it's almost like Brady's first season where he starts kind of just 
getting into the groove of things. And I think next year they could be a serious Super Bowl contender if they keep this defense together and maybe you remember, add you a remember, weapon. You remember Brady's first season as oh, a yeah. starter? 2000, uh, 2001, two. Yeah, I was alive. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I watched it live. <laughs> um, I'd be in diapers just sitting in front of Patriots games. I think, bold prediction, so Jacoby, so Jacoby Myers is the only – person in the uh, in the entire history of the NFL to have over 50 receptions and zero uh, touchdowns, which is crazy to think about. Well, I think he might have a passing touchdown, honestly. Yeah, I think he does. But he's only player in NFL history with 50-plus receptions and zero touchdown catches, and he has 110 receptions. It was 104 coming into last week. I don't know how many got in week four, but it's got to be in the 110 range. He's 110 receptions before getting a catch. So he's not only a player without only the only player in NFL history with 50 catches, he's got a, he's up to 110. I know Cam Newton didn't play well last season, but Mac Jones got to find him in the end zone. And if I were to make my player of the game pick, I think Jacoby Myers is going to catch his first NFL touchdown this week uh, in Houston for my lock of the week. And Cardinals had an opportunity and just failed. But I like that. I also have the Patriots over the Texans. Uh, I don't see this game being close at all. I do see, though, Davis Mills, like, hanging in there till maybe, like, halftime, maybe being, like, a 10-10 game at half. At After half, I think the Patriots win this game 26-13. to 13. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't see this game necessarily being close. If you're the Patriots and lose this game, I would start worrying because, I mean – I'd already start worrying. They got a tough schedule ahead. I think their playoff chances are. I mean, if they can compete against the Bucs, they can compete against any team. I mean, if Belichick goes out there and throws that defense of scheme, because I, mean, I know he knows Brady, but he, Brady's the best player. Well, I wouldn't say we'll go best quarterback in NFL history. I mean, you throw that those defensive schemes at you, really can't get anybody going with that. And, did the Bucks have? Uh, when last week was it? Nineteen to seventeen. Nine. It was nineteen seventeen. Yeah. So I mean, you held Brady to nineteen points. You just need one of those defensive drives where I mean, offensive drives for the Patriots. You have to turn that into a touchdown. But I do see Mac Jones having a good week. Three passing touchdowns. Uh, they really have no running game. Who 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 do they have left? Harris. You got Harris. Oh, Harris. And then Bolden, your guy. I got both those guys in the fantasy <laughs> team. But, yeah, I have the Patriots over the Texans. Um, I was waiting for you to bring it up. I'm surprised you didn't. Stefan Gilmore just got traded. Oh, yeah. Uh, for Panthers those of you for a sixth-round pick. Which he's he's heard. He wasn't going to play. Um, I, he's I'm coming back lot, next week. A lot of people say that they're not sure if he's going to play for Carolina. Um, Not because he doesn't want to, but because of an injury. Or even if he does return, how well is he going to play? We don't know. Um, beginning of the next game, Detroit against Minnesota. Give me an upset of the week. I had the Lions as upset of the week last week. They let me down. I think I'm going to roll the dice on them again. I think they beat the Vikings, who only scored seven points against Cleveland last week, uh, which Cleveland's allowed 13 points in two games. Kind of crazy. Um, I, I think the Lions win 24-14. to 14 as we see another substandard performance from Kirk Cousins. Um, if, if you look at all these games, Detroit week one, 
fought until the end in uh forty against the forty nine ers. So I think they should be zero and four, but I feel like they've played better than their record shows. Um, week two against the against the Packers, no one expected them to compete, and they did compete for probably two and a half quarters until they finally gave up. They run out of they ran out of juice. Week three, if it wasn't for Justin Tucker, they're in the win column there. Week four, I wasn't able to watch the game because I was at the White Sox game. Um, but I, I don't think they look brutal. I think they need to be definitely more efficient in the red zone. We saw some turnovers there. I would say probably week four was their worst performance uh, out of the four, even though it was probably the closest game score. They only, what was it, 24-14 was the final there? I believe so. Um, and they faced Justin Fields, and they didn't know what they were going to get with him. They didn't know if they were going to get college Justin Fields preseason Justin Fields or uh, Cleveland Brown Justin Fields. Um, and the, they got the college Justin Fields, who was slinging the ball across the field. That was crazy. That was awesome to see, just watching the highlights. He he fires. He fires him in there. Um, I think the Lions win. For Minnesota, um, Dalvin Cook's questionable, right? Uh, yeah, but I think he's going to play. It didn't seem like an issue for them uh, w- with Madison in the, in the weeks past. Madison's done uh, very sufficient. He what do he have? 130, 140 rushing yards. Something like that it was ridiculous. Twenty five fantasy points. Uh, very solid performance for him. So I don't think it's the run game. And again, Kirk Cousins looks solid. So I haven't been watching like full Minnesota Vikings games, but if I I've seen Kirk Cousins has been graded very high by uh, PFF, and their running game's been well. This has got to fall on the defense. Um, you're playing the line, so. Maybe I'm wrong about upset of the week. Maybe the Vikings really get it together. And this is where their season turns around, and they could maybe push for a wild card spot. Or maybe this is where they lose all hope. They turn into a, uh, they t- they start tanking, go for like a top seven pick, upgrade the defense, try again in 2022. Because it's getting to that point where if you're starting one and four, your season's probably over. I hate to say it. Um, and I think the Lions get their first up. Even though they shouldn't, they shouldn't be getting their first one. They should be tanking for that number one, two, or three pick and try and go QB. Yeah, I agree with you here, but I have a different outcome to this game. I have the Vikings winning 21 to 20 by one point. Uh, the Lions have suffered a few heartbreakers this year. I mean, could have beat the 49ers. Really bad luck against the Ravens. Started to come back against the Bears after a bad start, but uh, oh, Bellinger? Oh, I thought that was gone for some reason. Basically, right. But yeah, they really had some bad luck, but the Vikings after a rough... Was that game 14-7 to last week? It was 14-7. to Yeah, so I mean, you really got to back, bounce back offensively, hopefully, and uh, I think they do. So, 21-10 to Vikings. Good in the next game, it's going to be Eagles against the Panthers. I think the Panthers won this 24-17. Without, the, without Christian McCaffrey, their, their savior, they haven't looked great. But um, I strongly dislike the Eagles. I um, I was very harsh on the Eagles. Uh, coming I believe McCaffrey is back this week, too. He returned to practice today. No way. Yep. Projected 27 in fantasy, too. What? I thought they put him on the IR. No. Wow. He's at practice today. He was limited, but that's still way right. impressive for being this, back. This score is based on a McCaffrey list Panthers. I still think they win. 
or 24-17 if they have McCaffrey. 35. Add two touchdowns to their score, 38-17. Ooh. I, I was very harsh on Philly coming into the season. They won week one against Atlanta. And if you go back to the podcast, I was like, wow, they're going to be so good. No. No, they are not. I, they, here's but, the thing, though. They played decently well against the Chiefs. They, they, they just don't have defense. It's, that's where it's going to hit them. Sirianni, big fan of him coming into the season. I don't know, man. He's calling plays, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he, he just needs to get out of his own head. I mean, you can't rush the ball only twice a game. like. Facts, brah. Um, and I think they need to work in, like, I feel like they need to run a Browns-esque offense where they need to pound the run, and then when they're not running, when they are passing, it needs to be a lot more play action. It's going to help Jalen Hurts in the run game if they don't know what they're going to be, what, what the offense is doing. And I think if you're Philly, you could honestly running, I said Browns, but I think you could do the Chiefs too. Very triple option-like, because Mahomes, he's not the fastest guy, but we see him pick up a lot of rushing yards just through uh, the deception of the fake handoff or the fake throw. And I think if you're Jalen Hurts, you got to get the ball out quicker. I think it needs to be heavy run, and then if you are passing, play action, get it out. Don't sit in the pocket and dance around and try and throw a contested ball deep down the field. It needs to be quick and concise. Um, they have potential. I like I, I don't want to say I like you. I like what Jalen Hurts has to bring to the table. Um, maybe in the future. I don't know about now. But it seems like Philly is very indecisive. That was another voice crack. Wow. They're indecisive very, could work. They're very indecisive with yeah. what they want because they've been in trade talks with Watson still, like midseason. You got to commit to your guy. If you if you trade away Carson Wentz, you got to commit to Hurts at least for the season. Once the season is over, you go from there. You can draft a guy. You can do whatever. Um, although I don't think the QB class is nearly as strong as twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, I think, is going to go down in like I don't want to say the history books, but that one's going to be a good one. Like a lot of the a lot of the starting QBs are going to come from there. Uh. But I think you still got to commit to your guy. It's like what the Panthers have been doing. Sam Darnold wasn't the best quarterback. The Panthers were in trade talks for Watson, but they said, no, we traded for Darnold. We're going to stick with him, and look what he's doing. He's doing wonderful things in Carolina. And I Splendid. think he's going to stay wonderful. He's going to be Mr. Wonderful for week five, and he's going to be my player of the game pick. I think he runs in for his touch, rushing touchdown number six and seven this week. Unless McCaffrey's there. Then McCaffrey will, will t- take the touchdowns. But I think we could see Sam Darnold be a top of the rushing touchdown leaderboards by the end of this week. I was going to say, um, I have the Panthers winning this game 28-17. I have Sam Darnold rushing in for two more touchdowns. What? Wow. Uh, I Like you said, I'm going to go based off of a McCaffrey-less game uh, because, to be honest, he was hamstring again, right? It was either a hamstring. It wasn't an ankle. I'm pretty sure it was hamstring. You really don't really come back from being yeah. out four to five weeks to one week. So, but I mean, he is Christian McCaffrey. So, who knows? But uh, Panthers defense just added Stephon Gilmore. He'll be back. 
he'll be able to be activated next week, I believe. Uh, they still have an easy schedule ahead of them, so it really doesn't. I mean, he he could take his time, and they'd still be fine without him. But I, you don't really need to worry about that loss to the Cowboys last week. I mean, good offense, put up with it, and you just realize you got to get better for later. Uh, I could see that as a potential playoff matchup, depending on what goes down. But that's I got the Panthers over the Eagles, twenty-eight seventeen. I like what you said about sticking with your guy because I mean. Hurts is playing really well to the point where if you trade him for Watson, you're not going to have to give up as many picks. So I don't know they, if you want to say really well. He's one and three. I mean, he's playing pretty well for one and three. I mean, like you said, when you take a deuce like that, what are you going to do? Walk around with it not wiped? No, you're going to wipe it, flush it, and you're going to go again. So, so that was that was inspirational. I'm not going to lie. And you know what else was inspirational? <laughs> the brigade and their comeback last week. And we're God. talking about them. They're playing against the Saints. And uh, I, I don't think they, they're they going to be as inspirational. I think the Saints are going to get a nice bounce back win, 18-10. to 10, Kind of a low score there because the brigade do have that elite defense. Um, I think Kamara is finally going to find his foot in the offense again. Wow, what uh, a I think if MT was in this game, uh, the score would be a, a wider margin. Which one's he back? Week 9? Week 10? Who? MT. Uh, I think week eight they were aiming for. It's going to help them a lot. Um, Earliest is week seven. I think the latest was like week nine. T- yeah. Tough loss against the Giants. I think if he's in that game, they, they win. He's he's a very large, b- big difference maker for them. Uh, are they one and three or two and two? Saints? Yeah. Two and two. Packers week one and... Uh, Patriots week two. No, they beat the three. They beat the Pats. They lost to the Giants. I said they beat the Pats. They are two and two. Oh, I thought you said that's who they're lost to. Whoops. No. Um. So who who who's week two? Packers. Packers oh, week one, and then week two is Panthers. They lost Panthers. to the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers might be legit. Honestly, uh, if they get McCaffrey back, they look really good. Especially DJ Moore. He looks fantastic. Um. Saints, I I think they can make a push here. If they could beat the Brigade, uh, three and two, uh, you're gonna get the Falcons twice this season. I would say that's two guaranteed wins. I think they could bounce back against the Panthers. Imagine they take one against Tom Brady and the Bucks. That would be huge for them. They won the division last year. A lot of people forget that. And then remember the talks in the offseason, like them going zero and seventeen. That was completely outrageous. Um, Winston's been playing good. Uh, he had that. I feel like everyone was so high on him week one, and week two he did terrible, and everyone forgot about him. He's still having a really solid season. Taysom Hill had put up two touchdowns against the Giants, um, which I think I think he had one against New England too, so that's his second and third on the season. I, it'll be interesting to see how well they use him because Ron Rivera, um, he's always coached good defensive teams, so I would like to see if they, if they kind of target Taysom Hill and take him out of the offense. Or they, they welcome Taysom getting the ball. It'll be interesting to see. I think the Saints win this one as they advance to three and two. And if Tampa loses, they're tied for first in that division. Well, and if the Panthers lose. The Panthers, we could see them at the top at the end of this week. Yeah. Uh I have the Saints over Washington football team, not Bridge whatever the hell you're calling it. It's Washington. That will football be their team. team name. It will happen. It's Washington football team. 
But like you said, I could very well see a nice bounce back week here. Um, I expect very little offensive production done from the football team. So that's why I have the Saints winning 24-9. to uh, With uh, Logan Thomas out, your tight end's that one basketball guy. That one basketball guy. Remember? Or the the one guy from, like, Brazil. Oh, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh-oh. Yeah. Did Yachty just go deep? Oh, we got jammed. Yes. What are what are we in eighth? Top eight? Top eighth. Lead off single by Carlson. Break China just got Molina to fly out. But yeah, I, I if if you want to make the playoffs for the Saints, like as a sneaky wildcard team, I think you do involve Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill more in the offense, like more uh more sneaky plays like where they did last week. Didn't he have like a rushing touchdown or something like that? He had two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so like like that, get him more involved. Maybe catch a few passes. Go out there, Zach. Double QB. Maybe Winston catches a pass. Who knows? Sean Payton, get get frisky with it. But we know you're listening. Oh, plays under review because Dylan Carlson went to second base, and they're trying to see. He thought it was gone. Carlson thought it was gone, so he went to second base, passed it, and it's looking like. Did he touch the base on the way back? Ooh, he did there. not. Wow. Dodgers oh. are going to catch a break there. I like yeah. that. Joe does play. I don't like that. I don't. Joe West is on, has the headset on right now. This should be a very quick call. But so, while the time fills in, Saints 24-9. Uh, really, last week's loss was on the kicker, Rojas, and they did release him. Will Lutz should be returning soon. So they're getting actually a very key player in their special teams back, like a top-ten kicker right there. But – so, yeah, Saints over football team, not Bridgegate. <laughs> Brigade, not Bridgegate. You, you did that on purpose. Don't disrespect their team name like that. Happy. You're talking about team players coming back. Not team players, key players coming back. That's what the Titans are going to get this week. I think they're getting A.J. Brown back. He's expected. And then what about Julio? What's the, what's I, the He was out him? one to two weeks or something like that, so I don't expect him to be back. Uh, you're getting A.J. Brown back, and um, – that's gonna be a big, big dub for them. I was so I was at the White Sox game last week. For those of you who didn't know, so I was kind of just watching like intermittently throughout like the in between the innings. And every time I clicked on like the uh, the play by play for the uh, the game, it seemed like McNichols was just the main target of every pass. Which when you're missing Julio and AJ Brown, and you have a substandard tight end after the loss of Johnny Smith, that's gonna be your main target. It's gonna be McNichols. Uh, so AJ Brown, if especially without Julio. Should do really well against the Jaguars here, especially if they lost Henderson. It's going to be probably Shaq Griffin against A.J. Brown. And I don't think Shaq Griffin is the the biggest dude in the world. I think A.J. Brown could get physical, and I could see him getting in the end zone twice this game along with Derrick Henry getting in, hopefully. I think the Titans win this one 34-9 against Jacksonville. The headsets are off. Hold on. Oh, he's safe. Wow. Probably not enough evidence. Yeah, I think – well, because when he caught the ball, his foot was on the bag, so they're trying to see if he did have to touch it again. But he's actually – that's a good break for me. But I don't know what he was doing. The ball wasn't even close to being out. Joe Buck's not calling the game, is he? Yeah, Joe Buck's behind the plate, and then Laz Diaz is the crew chief. No, that's Joe West. Who's calling the game? Like, announcing. 
Oh, and uh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's uh, Ron Darling and I forget who the other person was. Go Buck the umpire. Come on, I was gonna say because they do Thursday night football, so he might uh, he's gonna have to rush up to Seattle if he's calling the game. Is it on Fox? Do you know CBS? Never mind then. CBS MLB. Oh, I love CBS. TBS. TBS. Like the children's channel? Oh. The children's channel. It's playing baseball. Oh, oh diving catch by Oh, that's TBS. I'm thinking of PBS. Run. So many damn BSs. God. <laughs> um, I think the Jaguars are going to advance to 0-5. Uh, Urban Meyer did some pretty weird things over the weekend after the loss to Cincy. Maybe he just <laughs> needed like to clear his mind after that after the rough start. Understandable, but there's got to be better ways to do that, Urban. Come on now. Um, and I don't think I don't think it's gonna get better with Tennessee this week. I think Tennessee. What will that lead them? That will get bring them up to three and two, right? Yeah, that division. If they lose this week, it's gonna be interesting division. Colts. Oh. Colts could be two and three, and tie for the division. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one because really no team is out of it. Not even Houston, because Houston. Is what one and three? Yeah. No team is out of this yet, honestly. Not even Jacksonville. They're on four, but maybe they turn things around, which I don't think they will, as they advance to zero and five. And I think, dude, we might see them. We the Browns did this a few years ago. They took Baker and Miles Garrett, and now their franchise completely changed. We could see them get back to back first round picks. Uh, maybe they or first overall picks. They get T Law, which we saw. Um, so the. Sorry, I'm, I lost my train of thought. No, the Browns got went quarterback and then stud defensive guy with their two first overall picks. So the Jaguars could follow the same train there. They got their quarterback, and I know this is a very defensive-heavy draft in 2022. We could see them take a stud like Thibodeau from Oregon, uh, and maybe they are the next Cleveland Browns. I doubt it, though. I don't think they'll be very good in the future, especially with Urban Meyer as your coach, and I know you don't like him, Joe. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan at all. But this week, I almost did it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going no. Titans. I'm going Titans over Jags. <laughs> Jags did play very well last week. I did predict that T Law would not throw an interception, and he did not throw an interception. So, congrats to him for having a decent week. But you have to finish that game out. Weren't they up by like two possessions, 21 to like seven? It was 14 0 at half. Oh, they yes. went for it to close. They could have made it 21 to zero to close out the second quarter. And then uh, Bengals made a very clutch goal line stop. And that, that kind of that, that changed the tide of the game. So, uh, yeah, I have uh, the Titans winning over the Jags 35 to. Mm, we'll go 20. 35 Ooh. to 20. Derrick Henry has 511. <laughs> Rushing yards. I like that. For like 115. Actually, he's having a great season, but I don't expect anything special from this game. I don't expect an upset either. Twice my shit, bro. Um, getting into our next game, Dolphins against the Bucks. I was talking about the Bucks could possibly lose. Uh, no, they can't. They're playing the Dolphins. I think the Bucks win 38 to 16. Uh, so remember, uh, I think Tony Romo or Joe Buck, one of those guys, were hammering at home on. They went like nine straight games of thirty plus points, and then their past two against New England and L.A. 
They haven't touched 30 points since then. I think they're going to restart their little streak they had going. Uh, I think they're going to light up the Miami defense. Um, Miami, you're in an interesting spot. Tua, Tua is not playing, right? He's on the IR. Nope. He'll, he's done one more week. One more. I don't think he'll play next week even, to be honest, either. Rib injury is going to be hard to come back from. And if he is, Tua, I, don't, I wouldn't say Tua is known for his legs, but he, he can move out there pretty well. And if he comes back, I think he's going to be kind of scared to get hit, makes make some bad decisions. I would stick with Brissette. I'm a, I'm a big Brissette guy. Uh, I like the way he's been playing. I don't think uh, he's going to do well against his Florida counterpart, Tom Brady, which if we didn't do it already, shouts out to him. Um, key player in this game, I'll say uh, Leonard Fournette. I think he'll get in once. I think Ronald Jones gets a little more uh... – Attention. Well, a little more attention, like yeah, like you said. But uh, for this game, this is I, I should have it as my lock. If I'm gonna go with this for forty-five to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the Dolphins suck. Uh, they need. I I say you keep Flores as like a defense coordinator, but you need an offensive mastermind to run with Tua. Hey, you know who is an offensive mastermind? Matthew Nagy. Oh, I could. Oh, oh, now you love him, Jay. I'm just gagging. Oh, oh. but oh, sorry. <laughs> Forty-five nothing. I say Ronald Jones gets in twice. Fournette once. Godwin once. AB twice. Sorry, Cole. Quiet game for Mike Evans. Oh, man. You know what? He gets in once. Uh, and I say Brady. Prediction: Brady rushes for 15 yards on one play. <gasps> oh my god, he is hauling. That's probably like plus 10,000. You know what? It's yeah. going to be the Vic Fangio special where he goes in there and uh, one second left in the clock, he just balls out <clears throat> all the way down the field. I would like to see, like, I, have you seen the clip of him juking out Urlacher? Dude <laughs> yeah, I lose back in the I game. have a feeling uh, Vic Fangio is going to do this to every team now, just just. Use uh, Drew Locke and just like one second left on the clock, and hands out like an 80 yard touchdown pass for no reason. Just to be salty, you think just he's that kind salty. of guy? Yeah, I'm that guy. No, you're not, Vic. John Harbaugh is that guy. You are a three and one fraud who will probably finish six and ten. So, which shout out, Petey. We know you're listening. That's your team. They're not good. They're pretenders. Yeah, they are. So, uh, 45 nothing. Uh, Brian Flores, you need to hire a better offensive mastermind. But speaking of PD's favorite team, let's talk about the Broncos. Yeah. Playing against the Steelers. Uh, really rough game against Baltimore last week. What did they put up? Only seven points, right? Uh, yeah, 21 to 7. That was that was not very good. Uh, 21 points against Lamar and the uh, I was gonna say the Vikings. Lamar and the Ravens. Uh, it's not a terrible defensive outing for you guys. Uh, it's gonna be a lot easier with the Steelers. They are facing off against the worst quarterback in the NFL, Big Ben. Um, so I think I think they're gonna win this one and advance to four and one. Although I still think they are frauds. Um, I had them going four and thirteen this year. I can see them not winning a game for the rest of the year after this one because their their schedule toughens up after this one. Uh, I think this is gonna be their last little hurrah for them. I could see Vic Fangio getting fired at the end of the year. He should have stayed as a coordinator and going twenty three to ten. Uh, and I think we're gonna see a big game from Javante Williams. Ooh. I have the Steelers over the Broncos here. Uh, if 
it's at the point where I Big Ben isn't playing his best football, obviously. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. <laughs> what? But he's he's been injured. I won't blame it all on that, but he I has will. Been bad I'll play. Hey, ready? You won't do it. I'll do it for you. On behalf of Joe and every other Steelers <laughs> fans, Big Ben, this is on you. The peck injuries are a tough one. Oh, Joe West just missed a curveball right down the middle. It should have been strike three ending over. But now we have full count runner on first. Harrison Bader's up. If he gets a base hit in the gap, it's going to be a 2-1 ball game. You sure it's not Joe Buck behind the plate? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I have the Steelers over the Broncos for – we'll go 24-17. Uh, but the Broncos last week had a rough week with – the Ravens. And, well, is Teddy B still out this week? Teddy B. That'll be interesting. He had a concussion. I don't know. That's That won't hold him out for a game, I don't think. We'll have to see, though. I think we'll it'll see. probably be a game time. Uh, You know what? I'll say this. Teddy B starts, Steelers lose. But if Drew Locke starts, Steelers win. I think that is a big difference. And you have a young guy or a leader, leadership veteran guy. Uh, But, yeah. Uh, Steelers will win 24-17, and the big week will go to Juju Smith-Schuster. I expect him to get in twice. I think and Harrison Bader think... chased a curveball out of the zone. You snapped that better view. Like, you are a bad man. I like that. I think Pat Fryermuth Ooh. is going to get in the end zone. Very good tight end right there. But, get uh, in. Go for it. Toral injury for uh, Big Ben, you know. Stop making excuses for him. He sucks. God. That's a Hall of Famer right there. Big in teams who suck, the Bengals. They're three and one. They're not very good, and they're playing the Packers. And guess what? They're going to be three and two. I think the Packers win this one 27 to 14 on a big game from Robert Tunyon. I think he gets in twice like for the that. Bengals. I think it's going to be also the Tyler Boyd show yet again. I think, I think Jair's going to play well against Jamar Chase. And I think Tyler Boyd is going to be that, that, um, that guy who gets matched up against the other trash, uh, I was gonna say Lions Packers corner, because Jair's really that only that only good cornerback. Who else? They got Kevin King. I know they took their first round guy. They took they took corner in the first. Which shout out to them. They finally addressed their their need at corner. Uh, but I still don't think they're gonna be able to lock up Tyler Boyd. And Boyd did play well. Against Jacksonville on Thursday Night Football. What do you have? 17 fantasy points? 18? Who? Uh, Tyler Boyd. I believe he had 21. Wow, he played very solid. Without a touchdown, too, so that's very impressive. With T. Higgins being out, it's really his time to shine. Um, Jamar Chase is still a very solid player. Very good at football. Um, I don't know how long the Bengals' defense can keep it up. Because they played well against the Vikings. They held the star-studded Vikings offense, which, I mean, they scored seven points this week, so maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. They held them in check. Bears offense was kind of carried by the turnovers that the defense created, to be quite honest. So they didn't play that poorly against the Bears offense. Oh, Chris Carson is down with a long-term neck injury. Oh, I play him in fantasy. Chris Carson, I am very sorry. Casey, let's go. Wait, that um, means DJ Dallas is going to get more time. Yeah. Dallas? I think Collins is still the guy, though. Next, Alvin Kamara. Alex Collins. Um, And then week three, they played who? Pittsburgh? 
kept Pittsburgh in check week four. They played Jacksonville. Rough first half, kept that in check. You don't know how long the Bengals' defense can keep it up. I know they have the good secondary. Linebackers are subpar. They picked up Trey Hendrickson in the offseason. I don't know how much of a difference he's been making on the defense. I I think this is the game where they don't play well, which is understandable. They're playing a very solid Packers offense. Um, But I think it's going to be Rodgers to Tunyon. It's going to be the good duo for this one. Well, I really hope it's Rodgers. Oh, now Paul DeYoung's in the game. Where was he earlier? That, that they, he, him not being in the game cost them a run, actually. That's another Gary Sanchez. Well, actually, it didn't cost him a run because it was a home run. It cost him a base run in a very key, important situation. But Jay's not a fan of that. I, I'm not. But for this game, Packers over Bengals, this is my shit fest of the week. Uh, I, I have this 35-10. to 10. Uh, It's it's. The ball's mainly going to remain in the Packers' hands, I feel like, for most of the game. I feel like Devontae Adams gets in trace times. Trace. So that's like three touch. I, I feel like – don't don't at me, but – Did you have I to clarify like, what three meant in Spanish for me? <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like Devontae Adams goes over the 40 mark in fantasy this week. He um, said really, over the 39 mark? 40. 40. But okay. uh, I didn't know. So – the Bengals have been playing really well. Even if you lose this game, you are still three and two, and that is not nothing to complain about. Because I mean, going into the season, everybody thought you were going to be good, but like, like six and ten, good. No, like that's good enough for Zach Taylor to keep his job. But um, Zach Taylor is actually doing pretty well right now. So, but not in this game. So Packers over Bengals, thirty-five down. I don't think he's been that good. He got two games against Baltimore, two more games against Cleveland. That's four L's right there. I'm sorry, Cincy. I say um, the snag one against Cleveland. Don't at me. Cleveland is a very up and down team. I have to say they didn't play well. That's at why all. I don't like Baker Mayfield at all. You, you, that really some tip. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get mad here, but oh, Joe's gonna get angry. They, Everyone brace yourself. They were doing the drive against the Vikings. They had eight chances to score. No, they had eight chances to score a touchdown, and they did score, didn't they? On the eighth, on the eighth chance. Who cares? Oh. Uh, no, Cole, that's two drives right there in one. It, oh, oh my God! They still got he a over. Though. You know how many overthrew throws he? I'm gonna bring this up. He was very bad in the completions last week. He overthrew a lot of targets. Uh, Joe's Joe's angry typing on his keyboard. I, I hear the clicks. Give me a sec. Last week, forty-five percent completion rate. With they won. Nine point five rating. Uh, 155 yards. What? He's just a disappointment. I'm mad. What? I'm gonna That's... get even more madder. Corey Seager just struck out. I like that. Well, actually, that guy might be a cup next year. So I don't know if I like that. But he was 15 for 33. He had a very bad week, and they are very lucky they came away with that W. Sorry well... for my quick Baker Mayfield <laughs> rant. Well, since we're since we're talking about, it, let's go into Browns Chargers. Um. Big Baker guy, I don't think he gets it done this week. I think the Chargers win. I assume you do too because you just love the Chargers, hate the Browns. I do like that. And the Chargers win 28-18. to Eckler looks solid. Really clutched up for Joe in fantasy this week. Um, if I were to say my player of the game, I'm going to say – hold on. I think Jared – no, no, no. No, oh. no, no. I didn't say that. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I was going to say him. All right, you could say him. I want Guyton. I think Guyton puts up a a one touchdown game against Cleveland. 
Um, the Cleveland defense has been good, a little too good for my liking. I think they're they're finally going to have to uh, allow some points. It's bound to happen. And the Chargers did knock off KC, so I think Cleveland's a step down from KC, so it's not completely out of the cards for them to win this one. That's why I'm not considering it an upset of the week. Um, I think they're very well in this game, and I think they win by two possessions as we see a substandard week from Baker, as much as I hate to say it. I'm sure Joe, Joe loves me saying that. Um, and I think that they're going to struggle to get the run game going as well as they have because the Chargers, pretty solid defense. They really clutched up uh, against the Raiders, who looked at amazing the first three weeks offensively. And I think they continue uh, rolling through and uh, could possibly take this division, honestly, because the rate I, I thought it was going to be KC. They're last. Does me the Raiders? They looked really bad, and then we're going to get into the next game and what I think is going to happen there. And then uh, the Broncos are tied for first as well. But like I said, their schedule gets tougher. We don't know how well they're going to perform. So I think this this could be the Chargers' division to have. It's going to be very competitive though uh, through these next few weeks. And normally you see divisions one uh, towards the end of the season. We could see a team if we can see a team get like a two three game lead. Uh, I think they can lock it up for good, honestly. Uh, who do you have in the AFC West? Who do you think not not from the start of the season? Who do you have right now? Who do you think will win? Right now? Uh huh. I'm gonna go Bills just because their defense and offense. AFC. Did I say East? Oh yeah, I you meant, said East. Right, I West, West, I'm going Chargers. Bad. Chargers. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, that's my fault. But I think if. The Chargers get this one against Cleveland. They get a dub against Cleveland and against KC. Uh, it's going to be tough to to not have them winning the division, especially if they get to play Denver, because I think they'll beat Denver twice. Um, it's going to be fun. This is going to be a fun one to watch. I think we're going to have very competitive divisions, but I think I think the Chargers take this one. Is this in Cleveland? It, it does. Yes. It, it will I play believe, factor. I believe it's in Cleveland. Last oh, week it's was. LA. Oh, it is. Back-to-back weeks in L.A. So it will be pretty easy to throw the ball compared to windy Cleveland. I, I like the Chargers either way, though. Um, Yeah, I have the Chargers 22-18. to 18, But with the Chargers coming off a big week last week, Herbert has been playing at MVP level. Baker Mayfield is not. Baker Mayfield, the cycle always happens. Baker Mayfield sucks balls. And hey. if, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think – the Bengals have better odds at making the playoffs than the Browns. What? I, I'm, it, I don't like the Bengals, and I mean the Brown. I love the Bengals. I don't like the Browns. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I, it's just Joe. I'm fine. Stop it. But the Chargers will win this game. I think the Chargers will come out of the West. I think the Chargers and the Chiefs actually split switch spots. I, I think the Chiefs get the wild card spot, and the Chargers get the, the division spot, but. Yeah, Chargers will win this game. You said a Herbert's your MVP guy, right? Yes. And Stately is my coach of the year, and I think that one is a lock right now. Okay, chill. But Where who is else is – maybe Vic Fangio, but they're, they're what? frauds. No, not – but no, ew. Um, well, Stefanski won it last year. You probably can't give it to him. I would say Matt Rule would be Ooh. my pick. Well, no, that he's in the NFC, so yeah. Huh? He's in the, oh, it's only one. Joe, come on. I know he did MLB. I think of the MLB here, here, yeah. Ooh, yeah, you're right. I'll probably. Uh, well, it's a first-year coach, though. 
Is there any way they? Probably not. I mean, they'll probably have to make a decision. Because uh, honestly, both are probably tied for. I like Matt Rule. The if Matt the, Rule I think guy. if Stately knocks off. Or Kingsbury, even though he's not a good no, coach. Uh, uh, uh. No, no, no. Well, you have to think about it. Even though he's not a good coach, if the Cardinals keep playing well, they're going to give it to him because he's the face of the team. Well, he's he's the thing, though. you also got to think here. It, they're in a good division, don't get me wrong. But as of right now, the best division playing-wise right now is the AFC West. When the Chiefs are in last place. And, and uh, if Staley can knock off the Chiefs both times this year, and if Matt Rule can knock off the Bucks both times this year, then both of those coaches are more deserving of Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, they're they also have the Rams. They did beat them, but I I, I see the Cardinals still finishing like eight and nine or nine and eight or something like that. But yeah, interesting. Getting into our next game: Bears at Raiders. Originally, I had the Raiders uh, winning this one, but they just announced today Fields is going to be the starter. I am a I'm a big fan of that. I feel like all of Chicago is. Maybe besides like Andy Dalton's parents, they probably don't like that very much. But it seems like he's been supportive of Fields uh, through this whole process. I think the Bears take this one. I think Fields was rifling the ball. Just from the highlights I saw. Um, I know it is highlights, so they only show the good stuff. But I, I did see him throw an interception. But that got tipped. That one's not on him. Um, him and Mooney are a nice little tandem. I feel like A-Rob's getting lost in the shuffle. I would like to see him get used a little more because last time we played the Raiders, it was in London, and uh, A-Rob had a really solid game there. The Raiders snuck one by us, though. That was a close one. That was a very competitive and fun one to watch. I hope the Bears come out on top. So I'm going to be voting with my heart here. Uh, The Raiders still look solid. They're 3-1. The pass rush looks great, and normally the Bears' offensive line doesn't do very good against good defensive lines. Um. Sophia's might be running around in the pocket, so that could be kind of your reasoning for the Raiders to win. But my reasoning on why the Raiders won't win is just because of how poorly that offense performs. Um, they weren't feeding Darren Waller enough. I know he had a touchdown, but that they waited too long till they were like too, in too big of a hole uh, for Waller to climb out of single-handedly. You need to get him going um, safety much earlier. I think you need to get the run game more developed. Um, I think the defense needs – to, I think the defense needs no change. Offense needs to sharpen up definitely if they want to compete for this division. I think the Bears take this one and advance to three and two as the Raiders lose and also advance to three and two. You said you were speaking with your heart. I'm going to speak with heart and facts here. I also have the Bears winning. But as Derek Carr says, you had Joey Boza last week, like scaring him shitless. And I mean, he did. Do that pretty well. I think Mac and Quinn combined for four sacks together, whether it be three one one way, two two one way, or four oh one way. It it could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what a play by Paul DeYoung. We are going to the top of the ninth one to one. Wow. Uh but yeah, uh Justin Field, I feel like he's gonna have a really big game. I have the Bears winning this one twenty six to twenty. It just mind-boggling sometimes that nice adjective that a six-round pick was given up for Gilmore. I know he wanted to go. I, I think Carolina is his hometown, so I mean, but sometimes with some of these trades, it's like you couldn't do that one. That uh, shit, not Nagy. Pace, <laughs> you're so used to blaming everything on Nagy. <laughs> God damn you, Nagy! Fuck damn. But, uh, 
just like you know everything's gonna be like in my sleep now naggy naggy but so we actually did something right by well who, who goes out there monday andy's our guy he's qb1 and then you come out there today and say oh well sorry andy you're not our guy you're not qb1 I, what, I think, what I think actually how happened was I think Dol uh Nagy said it's his time to shine. Which I don't know if he's trying to like sabotage his future and be like, ooh, it's not his time, he's not ready. Ooh. But like, like I don't think he's that guy. So I mean if we were talking like what's his face here? Uh, that I really helped myself out with that one, but <laughs> I think the Bears will win this game. I expect a very big game from... Is Marquise Goodwin still... He's still on. Right? Yeah, he's had a few catches throughout the first few games. I expect Not... a heavy game from him. Maybe like five, six catches and a touchdown. Ooh. I also see Jimmy Graham maybe getting in the end zone twice. Or if Justin Fields even rushing one in. But the Bears will win this game. I, I, I like how you brought up Nagy's indecisiveness on who's going to be the quarterback. Now, I think what he caught wind of is that the media and the public play a large part in how the front office wants to decide his future and how they want to handle that. And I think, well, obviously we all know that the fans of Chicago, we want Fields in. We believe that he is the be- He gives us the best chance to win every Sunday. And um, I think that. I think a lot of people think that. Um, and if – if he gambles on fields and he does well, he saves his job. And even if Dalton plays well, we could just bring in another coach to help do fine with fields. I think Doug what, Peterson what happened with John perfect. I, I think if he, I he like, worked really well with Wentz, Wentz just, I mean, he just lost that connection at the end after Wentz just fumbled the bag. Is Doug would work really well with uh, fields. Is Peterson taking the year off, or what's he doing? Uh, I know he was at Bears camp and stuff. Yeah, he was sniffing with, around in yeah. Chicago. I saw that. So maybe like he's trying to like, uh, what's it called? Like maybe he's like the guy on the waiting list, just being like, "All right, when you get I a mess up, it. and then I'm in." So I mean, I, I I don't mind. He worked with Foles. Him and Foles already got a good connection. Uh, I doubt he'd get fired this year unless I mean the Bears could very well lose their next six and drop the two and six I mean (laughs) two and eight but if well we're we're at Tampa Bay I believe right yeah don't no 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 we're not doing this again Joe stop it do what I thought you were gonna talk about bringing in Nick Foles I I was gonna talk about no (laughs) well no I'm just saying if Fields does do bad I think your option is Foles instead of Dalton. I will say I that. Don't. Really, dude, we gotta be. We gotta just stick with one guy. I know, but Foles, you gotta understand. If you're like in a, oh, Kenley Jansen is in. He's a very good pitcher, but you gotta understand. I mean, if you, if Foles, what's Foles' record against Brady? Is he lost against Brady yet? I think he's probably two and zero. Two and zero or three and zero, but. But uh, yeah, I that's brutal. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. I don't want. I don't want this to be a weekly thing, Joe. You need to stop it. The folds talk needs to end. Um, getting into our next game, it's a little NFC East matchup. 
probably going to be America's game of the week because Fox just loves to suck off uh, the Cowboys. Uh, it's Giants at Cowboys. I think the Cowboys take this one 43-20. Very high-octane offense. We saw that Monday night against the Eagles last week. Two weeks ago, actually, now. Time's flying by. Cool. We saw we saw that um, Dallas kept the pedal to the metal, even though they beat them by, like, 30. I think we're going to see something muy similar here. I think they win by 23 points, and I think we see a very large game from Zeke as he's been playing really well these past, like, two, three weeks. And then Dak Prescott's going to go off. It's going to be a collective, solid outing from, from the offense. Giants, all I have to say is keep playing through Saquon. He had two touchdowns against New Orleans. Pretty solid. I don't think their offense is just going to be able to keep up with Dallas possession by possession. Their defense, especially without Blake Martinez, isn't going to be able to keep up with them. Uh, I just think it's going to be a dominant performance from the Cowboys. What do you got here, Jay? Uh, this is actually my lock of the week. Uh, I have the Cowboys over the Giants 35-10. to 10. Uh, I think it was just a lucky week last week, to be honest, for the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones has been doing somewhat better. Galladay's getting more involved, but Cowboys have been at their Super Bowl contending team right now. Uh, I say Dak passes for four again like he did last week. I'm going to start him in fantasy because I feel like he's going to do very, very – Moy, Moy, Dion. Ooh. But uh, – Nothing really to say here. The Cowboys defense has actually been somewhat decent. So, I mean, their team's coming along together. Mike McCarthy's doing math, and it's working. All right, getting into our final late slot game. It's going to be 49ers at the Cardinals. Um, kind of an upset alert. I think the Cardinals get their first L of the year, and we have no more undefeated teams. I think the Niners win 27-19. Trey Lance's first NFL start. I think it's going to go very well. Wait, isn't Garoppolo, like, not ruled out yet? Or is he? Something like that. I, I, but the Twitter guys made it seem like Garoppolo didn't want to play. Like, diagnosed himself. Yeah. Which, I don't know. He's been, play, he's been having a deep. Tommy Edmond has stole second base. Oh, God. So, we might see a ninth inning rally from the from One the out, cards. 0-2 count on Goldschmidt. I said 2-1 to one Cardinals from the last podcast. And they said from Goldie here makes 2-1 to one Cardinals in the ninth. All right, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Keep us posted there. Um, I think Trey Lance is gonna be play is gonna play very well against the Cardinals, and I think the the 49ers defense is gonna play well. I think it's gonna be a very, very I don't want to say dominant because I think it'll be close. I think it's gonna be kind of a collective solid game from forty nine from the forty ers I feel like if you want to beat the Cardinals, you're gonna have to have one of those kind of games, and I think it's gonna happen. Uh, I I don't want to say they're gonna get lucky because they're a good team. But I think all all of the cards are going to fall the right way for them as as they hand the Cardinals their first loss of the year. That's what I have. I exactly have that. I, the 49ers over the Cardinals is my upset of the week. They're, oh, Joe West just rung up Goldschmidt on a borderline call. I love that, Joe Buck. Thanks, Joe Buck. That's West. No, um, it's Buck. Now not that you said that, I'm going to keep calling him Joe Buck. But I also have the 49ers with the cards in my upset of the week. There's not really enough. I this is an upset just because Cardinals are four and zero, only undefeated. T- Never mind, that was right on the line. That was a good call <laughs> by Joe Buck. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so I like you said, the cards have to fall perfectly. Trey Lance likes to throw a lot of incompletions, but if he's on, I have the 49ers winning thirty three to twenty eight. Uh, close game, but an upset, obviously. Uh. I think Trey Lance rushes in for a touchdown, but passes for three. Ooh. 
And then maybe Elijah Mitchell sneaks in for one, or maybe Kyle Juicy Juice gets a little action. Who knows? What was your score prediction? 33-28. Oh, so you think they'll score a lot of TDs? Yes. I was going to say, uh, you're making TD predictions for like eight guys over there. Hopefully, uh, what's his name gets in? Chase Edmonds. Really pulling for him this week. He's my running back, too. Thank you to Joe Mixon. <laughs> um, getting into our next game is probably going to be game of the week for a lot of people. Sunday night football. Bills against the Chiefs. This one is in Kansas City. I, I have the Bills on top, though, 33-30. Their offense has been crazy ever since that week 1L against Pittsburgh. They, Josh Allen took that one personally, and he has been killing it. I'm surprised he's not up there for, like, MVP talks. Uh, he's been playing extremely well for Buffalo. I mean, the defense has been fantastic, too. Uh, this is going to be a very, uh, a very good test to see how, just how good they are. Because they, they did kind of get, I don't want to, yeah, I'll say it. They got smoked by them in the regular season. Uh, wild card, or not wild card, AFC championship. They they looked um, they looked pretty solid, I have to say. They got off to, like, what, that 10-0 lead, and then Kansas City came back. Um, so they were very close to making the Super Bowl last year. A lot of people have them in the Super Bowl this year. I don't think they'll get in, uh, but I think they're going to put up a very solid performance as they win 33-30. I think we're going to see a big game from uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's going to kind of revive his – I don't want to say uh, revive his career. We'll say it because uh, he's kind of dropped off a little bit in the past couple seasons. I think he, he keeps playing well. Uh, for the Chiefs, I, I don't think you're necessarily going to play bad this game. I think it's going to be very high scoring. Um, I just think – that whoever has the ball last is going to end up winning, and I think that's just going to go to Buffalo. It's a toss-up here. It could go either way. I'm going to take Buffalo, though. Did have Buffalo down as the winners earlier today, but I did change it to the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chiefs' defense really does step it up. From They have been really bad. From bad to below average here. <laughs> and it, it will be good enough to get them the win, I think. Um. The Bills have been playing out of their minds. And to me, this game is going to be like uh, 27 Chiefs, 24 Bills. Another one of those close games. I have the same score for the Rams over Seahawks. Consistent pattern. This is also another option for game of the week. Um, I think Mahomes does well. But I, I feel like this is going to be one of those games where, oh, wow, Joe Buck. Oh, Joe West. <laughs> Just really uh, borderline close right now. But... I think it'll be the first quarterback to like necessarily mess up, which really doesn't affect. I think what I'm saying by mess it up, either somebody fumbles or throws a pick, and that's what pretty much seals their fate. But I do have the Chiefs taking this one 27-24. Interesting. So we both think it's going to be very close. Getting into our final game, it's Monday Night Football on ESPN. It's going to be Baltimore against Indy. So I think – Wait, hold on. Didn't yeah, the Colts used to Uh-oh. play in Baltimore. Uh oh. I don't like oh, ball. O'Neal was just inches away from a ground rule double possible home run. Ooh, I don't like that. Or actually, Folk. wait, I do like that. I don't There's like the home run. Count, two outs, bottom nine, runner on second. Jansen on the bump, you said. Jansen is on the bump against O'Neal. That was probably, I'd say, maybe a foot or two off the line. All right, we'll stay quiet for this one. I want to see what happens. Um. I think whoever wins is still going to end up losing to San Francisco, though, in the in the NLDS. I have oh, to say. yeah, I think San Francisco. If it's the Cardinals, they sweep. 
If not, I think Dodgers take one at home. The rest, uh, Giants. I have the Giants versus like Sox, and I like I had in the previous podcast. If you didn't check that one out, so mound mound visit with Will Smith. Oh, all right. Oh, we'll keep rolling then. Uh, I think I think Baltimore wins this one pretty easily, forty to twenty one. Um, I think Lamar. He's been inconsistent this year. Some flashes. He's been he was great. Uh, last time he was on primetime Sunday Night Football, he killed it against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he's definitely hoping to recreate that one because the team has gone two and zero since then. But I feel like his performances have been kind of eh. They put up what nineteen against Detroit, twenty one against three. Denver. High gas from Jansen. Let's go, baby. Um, could see a walk off here. Yeah, going for a walk off. I'm gonna be really mad if I got the team and score score right. Oh, team oh, wrong score right. Jay's not gonna like that. He's gonna be a very. He's gonna be Don Hato. He's gonna be the opposite of an angry, uh, angry or happy camper. He's gonna be an angry camper. Um, for Kansas or for not Kansas City for Indianapolis, I don't think you're gonna win this one. I normally like to give my keys to the game. You're not gonna win. Baltimore is just a better team. My superstar player is gonna be Hollywood Brown. Um, this is my other candidate for upset of the week. I'm not gonna take it as an upset though. I'm, no. I'm, I should rephrase that. I'm not having the Colts win. Um, <laughs> it was my other candidate for possible upset of the week, but I chose to go with the other 49ers over cards. But I have the Ravens winning this game 30 to 21. I, you couldn't, I, yeah, it's kind of an upset because Carson Wentz has been, I mean, pretty bad. Uh, Colts one and three, right? Uh, yeah, because they had a really tough, they had Rams, uh, they had Seahawks, See, Rams, and Titans. Titans, yeah. So, I mean, three tough games that they could have won, but I think it's just a slow start for them. They'll get into the swing of things soon. But, um, like, I mean, you if, if it was that close against the Lions, I mean, anything can happen here. But I think after uh, last week's win against – who did they face? Damn it, well, I can't think of it. I have it right here. Hold on. That's the Broncos. Even though it was a 21-7 victory, I think uh, either that run was going to have serious karma from Vic Vangio, maybe some like negative thoughts their way. <laughs> but um, some <laughs> negative thoughts for even winning this game. 30-21. Yeah, just watch out for those negative thoughts. You know, Alabama every week from Urban Meyer, and guess what? Broncos brought it to them. So, I mean, it seems to be Vic Fangio's secret ways around the league. Just, just, he's very pissed off. Got to be scared of Vic. Vic, yep. very scary. Um, That's today's podcast. Thank you for joining. We are going to go enjoy, the, we are going to enjoy the uh, NL wildcard game. It's going to be a very fun one to see what happens here. Hopefully a walk-off for the Dodgers. Joe's rooting against that one. This has been oh, and the remember, box. there is no runner on second or extra inning rule in the playoffs, so it will be normal baseball. That's the first time that's happened all season. Yep. Wow. All right, this has been Outside the Box. Peace out, guys.